0: Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Dan Oliverio. I'm a chubby chaser, author, public speaker. And um, I got to say, today, today, folks, I am an angry boy. I'm an angry boy, and I want to um, know when we're going to begin airlifting Americans out of the Texas Taliban region.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Um, that just seems to be the, the state of the world right now. And now <sighs> I'm, sad. Thanks, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sad. I'm angry. I'm
2: beyond sad. I'm angry. I'm, it's me now. I'm, I'm Trevor (laughs) Keeze on. I'm a Super Chub. I'm a drift boy on a sea of various Mm. feelings and concerns. Um, Yeah. It's a weird time. Let's keep rolling along through this introduction. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i hear you uh my name is michael i am a chaser and uh much like trevor the last really the last like two and a half months for me have just been a a slow descent into well i don't want to say madness more like sadness <laughs>
2: <laughs> Madness. yeah i can see that
3: <laughs> wow Oh, uh, hi everybody, I'm Don, I'm a
1: big chubby guy
3: living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I am the contrary contrarian boy. I am going to be upbeat and relentlessly perky in the face of all obstacles today. (laughs) You can't drag me down. That makes me so angry, Don. (laughs) (laughs) I'm triggering Dad. No,
0: that's great. I I respect that. That's great.
1: (laughs) Somebody's got to be. Exactly. Energy. Trust me. I would much rather, uh, yeah. I, I look. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, and actually, I was starting to feel better this week. Um, I think that is no no accident that there was also some sunshine this week, so that helped. But yeah, it has just been uh, it's been a struggle. We're on the struggle bus, and we'll talk about that later today. We actually, yeah, we're we're going to we're going to help you all out. We're going to bring some some nice tips. But before we do. Um, we have a couple cool moments. We're going to try and keep it uh, a somewhat uplifting episode hey, this week. Uh-huh. That was-
2: a melange <laughs> of emotions. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's get right to it. Let's, um, Yeah, in Teen Vogue this week, um, they interviewed Alana Thompson, a.k.a. Honey Boo Boo, which I was delighted to see this. And it was weird because, so Honey Boo Boo kind of, Rose was rising as we saw a lot of like teen former teen stars imploding. I'm kind of specifically yeah. thinking of um uh, Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. It was always kind of a weird thing of like seeing all these teen stars implode and this child star rising. And be like, what is what's going to happen to her at sixteen? And now Alana Thompson is sixteen, and she Yay. uh the article is her name is not Honey Boo Boo. And it was, I thought it was a delightful profile and just a look at yeah. her perseverance during everything she's gone through in the public eye.
1: Well, they they give her, they show who she really is. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. that's the most interesting read for me was not just seeing like, you know, her breaking away from Honey Boo Boo, but really seeing like, okay, she has her own personality that is separate from that character. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she calls it a character. And I would agree with that. And. That show kind of skyrocketed into sort of infamy when she had absolutely no control over any of it. No ability to sort of well, understand what was even happening. She was six years old. I was going
0: to say, she I mean, did she even have consent? Certainly not legally. I mean, Jesus, to have, to have to grow up in that. It's one thing to be a child star, be making movies as the fat kid and have, being made fun of. But mm-hmm. then like to have it come into your house. So people yeah. can shit on you. I mean, wow. And, and she, I mean, clear, she's freaking bullet. She's freaking bu- bulletproof. When you read this article, you're like, damn.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> how do I get and, like and that? And to be clear, yeah. I mean, she was blamed
3: a, for the downfall of American pop culture. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, she was. There was a, you know? <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think her mom also. But I, and to be clear, I don't think she's like. <clears throat> I don't think she's saying anything to the effect of like, "Oh, I hate that I did." Like, she's not. Not at all. Trashing the fact that she was on the show. I think Mm -hmm. she just is, she now understands it more. And she, you know, she has her own dreams. She wants to be a nurse. She's getting straight A's in school and she has plans to get a car and go to college and all of these things that any normal teenager um, might have. And I think it's just enough of a, a deep dive into how she views her life and what she wants out of it that you just don't get even a hint of in that kind of a reality show where it paints her and her family as these sort of cartoonish hillbillies. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. What I also respect about it too, is she's not, she's, as you say, she's not sort of like closing the door on that chapter of her life. And that was then. And this is now it's, Mm -hmm. you know, she's very much in the public eye. She likes being in the public eye and she, openly acknowledges that, you know, hey, being on a reality show is a whole lot easier than doing a regular job. And, you know, I mm-hmm. like making money and, you know, I just it's just so honest and open about that mm-hmm. and in not trying to divorce. I mean, you know, she obviously is a different person at 16 than she is at six. But on the other hand, not trying to disavow or, you know, hang her head in shame about what happened before. She's like, nope, that happened. And now something else is going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, And she also talks about uh, sort of I I think you hear a lot of like, oh, Gen Z is like, oh, Gen Z is doing it right. Like they don't like they're not homophobic and they're body positive and they don't have the same hang up. So we didn't. And she has an interesting take on that, which is she's not so sure that's the case. I think. Yeah, I think she points out that there's a lot of there's a lot of false posturing in saying the right thing and saying like oh well we're all body positive and we're all this until somebody's <laughs> actually confronted with a body they don't like and then yeah. their act you know their mm-hmm. feelings come out and i think she's saying something important which is like we can't put it on the kids to have it right like we this is a continuing effort this is not just going to stop with the next generation like you have to sort of stick with it and and i don't i think it's almost it's like a little too easy to say oh well th- yeah the kids have got it like what you know th- they're figuring it out they're they're all right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah especially um, when she is one
2: yeah uh i also just like i mean the this is such a well-constructed piece because i just kind of love the the kicker of what does future Alana look like she grins i don't know what future Alana is like i haven't met her yet like that is I mean yeah. chef's kiss mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> that's how you end a feature <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's the right. You know, it's such an interviewee question. It's such the. Mm-hmm. it's how you interview a star. The last question or the you know, the almost last question that you ask a movie star is like, so what other projects do you have in development? What do you think is next for you? And it's mm-hmm. it's an it's an idiot. No brainer question that it, that they're almost obligated to ask. But she had a great oh. answer. And she's like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't met her yet.
3: I just took it yeah. as that last, that obligatory last job interview question of like, Absolutely. where do you see yourself, yourself in 10 mm-hmm. years? five years? Yeah, <laughs> In your seat. <laughs> like, yeah, I, heard a be- I heard the best
0: Standing answer. Standing like, over your grave. No, it's like, I, in five years, I see myself with your job asking better questions. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs>
1: Mic <Mike> drop. <Trump>. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, her name is Alana Thompson and mm-hmm. she's doing cool stuff and she wants to be a nurse and good on her. She's somebody to admire. She's, she's clearly got a good head on her shoulders, especially in spite of all of the absolute insanity of her, her childhood. Yes. And she's not the only one who put out a good interview this week.
2: No. indeed. Uh, Harvey Guillen. I, I never
3: pronounce his name right. There we go. Harvey Guillen. Uh, Thank you.
2: Was interviewed about the, the upcoming season of What We Do in the Shadows. Um, And on being brown, round and proud, which I've either have been a couple of uh, I, I I like to read about what he's up to. But I mean that when I saw brown, round and brown, round and proud, that was a definite click.
1: In variety, no less. This is a trade paper. Well,
0: and I mean, I don't know if the rest of America realizes this, but here in L.A. where where everything is on a billboard, like, you know, the rest of the country doesn't have billboards that say, for your consideration. Like, they are billboards to promote the show to the industry. I honestly forget that. I honestly forget forget that. that. We forget that. (laughs) They don't have those in Ohio. So, um, but, you know, Harvey has really blown up in L.A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like... In the industry like the industry looks at Harvey is looking at the industry and I think this mm-hmm. article in number one that it's in variety for, for number one yeah. and then for two that you know he's talking so much about representation and how uh, there's an episode where he the character goes back home to his mother's house and you know. Harvey worked really hard with the producers and set decorator like no this is how it's going to be authentic this is you know this is a Latino household or at least one that represents my character mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought that was just genius
2: I also loved um, knowing that he gave the character a last name like when he was auditioning the character didn't have a last name and he said you know yeah I I can I give him a last name? Like, I don't feel like he's complete if he doesn't have a last name
1: credit to the the showrunners and the writers that they let him be that involved as well. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the yeah. kind of the cool things that can happen in TV shows is that you do get actors who become more and more involved in the creation of their characters and the characters world and having someone like him, like take ownership like that and, and do so in a collaborative way that you always like to see that because there, there's plenty of examples of, you know, giant egos and people being unreasonable. And it's just, it's always nice to see that little positive thing of like, oh yeah, they're all working together and they're doing this right. And that's, that's just cool.
0: I, I, I got to say all of my greatest t- triumphs in art, whether it was through writing or directing or whatever I was doing, it was <laughs> my greatest triumphs have always come through. Shut the fuck up, Dan, and listen, and then do yeah. what they said because that's what you hired them to say you know <laughs> yep
1: yeah as far as actors go actors designers
0: especially um mm-hmm. I, I i've seen it all the time in in my career where it's like oh remember you know this person you just asked their opinion you know this just person that you hired for their expertise why don't you listen to them and do what they told you
1: right right yeah what a revolutionary idea <laughs> yeah it's worked for me
0: every single time
1: um but it's really cool to see them. and the season three of the show is coming out soon um, he's got lots of cool representation going. I didn't realize, so I haven't actually seen what we do in the shadows. I haven't watched it. I mean, I've seen the the movie. Um, I haven't seen the show. I didn't realize there's just this one question in here or a comment about how the characters in the show are all are fairly sexually fluid. And I didn't realize that that's oh, an yeah. angle that I haven't come across. Uh, when people talk about the show, that's kind of cool. Um, I don't know that was just like one of those like little tidbits that it's a good little it's a short interview but it's a good one
2: there are some spoilers in the interview but the the kind of big there's a a, a reveal at the end of the second season that I have to say knowing about it makes me want to watch the show hmm. because it's it's about uh, Harvey's character and oh, I'm yeah, curious yeah, yeah. to see like I want to watch the show for that now to see the build up to that and then see what happens after this reveal.
1: Yeah. There's some good teases about, dun, about, dun, all that. um, is he gay by the way? Do we know? Yes, he is. Okay. That's why he, cause the end of the, <laughs> the end of the interview is if you could choose any, if you could be the familiar to any famous on-screen vampires, who would you choose? And he says, anybody from Interview with a Vampire. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, mm, that's a that's a pretty gay answer right there. That <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> I think most
3: of the iconic vampires are male, though. You know, I was going to say, yeah, like I can't
1: think of a... But Hybe Interview with Alphira. a Vampire <laughs> has that distinctly gay overtone to it. It yeah. is like... Mm-hmm. No matter how hard Brad—not Brad, P- uh, Brad Pitt—Tom uh, Tom, Cruise. Tom
3: Cruise tried to wash it
1: out. Uh, well, anyway, it's cool to see Harvey getting lots of extra work and becoming more and more prominent and having what seems to be a very cool arc on the show. Check it out. Um, and yeah, does that take us into Fat Watch? <gasps>
2: it certainly does, Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the music's happening. Yes, it's going. It's best Fat music Watch ever. Uh, I can't wait till we can hear it again. Yes. Mm. We just Um, have to imagine.
2: So, I don't know. Last week when I was like projecting my mind into Fat Watch, um, I was putting together resources um, for people to help out Louisiana Mm -hmm. because um, as listeners know, Hurricane Ida really hit uh, Louisiana hard. As it turns out, it also hit New York and New Jersey very hard as well and uh, some other States in its path. Um, But then last week, or whenever, I don't know, time is a flat circle. Um, At some point. The uh, Texas passed several laws, including laws um, banning abortion. Um, So we have a a twofer for ways um, you can take some action to support those two states. So uh, as far as Louisiana, I got some resources from... Uh, Mark Santambrino, who we've mentioned before, Fat Kid Yoga Club. Um, He lives Mm -hmm. in Louisiana. He was able to evacuate and wasn't um, affected too badly by the hurricanes. Um, But he has been putting a lot of effort into supporting his home state. And I just really loved um, all of the resources he was putting together, including um, a carousel post on Instagram kind of breaking down um, why cash is better than goods, physical goods during disaster relief. Like for disaster relief, disaster recovery. So he shared some organizations that I think people should check out. Um, One is Imagine Waterworks. There's Crowdsource Rescue, Mutual Aid Disaster Relief, and then um, another post um, from actually Mutual Aid Disaster Relief that is breaking down some other specific organizations that are more targeted, including some that um, focus on native communities in Louisiana
1: I thought it was a really interest I I hadn't really thought about the idea that like sending sending money to support organizations on the ground is that much more helpful just because the physical space to accommodate, yeah. you know, goods like canned food and jackets and whatever mm-hmm. like they they're going to run out of space really fast especially if the entire country is like suddenly pitching in to help a relatively small area compared to speaking it, that made well, a lot it, of sense to me and I hadn't considered it before. It's also the delay.
0: Like if mm. I, if I have a can of beans, the time it takes mm-hmm. to get my can of beans to a family in new Orleans is yeah. glacial. Uh, I can give money and it'll be there in seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. Right
2: there. Yeah, and very true. He did also say, um, there are specific exceptions to this When Like when an organization says we need these specific items right now, yeah yeah um mm-hmm. and like usually like or like you know clothing in these sizes obviously that's an exception but like i think this I, I learned this from um reading articles after hurricane sandy in new york where like they had a warehouse full of teddy bears oh god Yeah, and it's like we we don't have the manpower we don't have the time we don't have the money to like pay people to go through yeah. A warehouse full of teddy bears.
3: <laughs> um, that's one of the big things that I, they
2: kept saying was like, if you
3: wouldn't use it, do not donate it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people are I mean, literally were, dumping garbage into the collection site bins.
2: That's that's uh, another thing. But like, this was literally just like these were perfectly good teddy bears. But it's like it's too many <laughs> teddy bears. It's it's just too much. <laughs> um, so what about Texas? Texas. OK, so I found th- there's a lot. Going on, Texas specifically. Um, people need are, are losing access to abortions, and this is anyone with a uterus, anyone that can get pregnant. This is not uh, a, a gender specific issue. This is anyone who can get pregnant. Um, Act Blue um, is putting together a fund that is split between ten different organizations, um, and you can actually like if you recognize one of these and are more passionate about, it, you can adjust the amount of like how your donation is broken up. And I just think it's great to be able to uh, support like, cause there's all these organizations and they all need help. And I think this is a great way to support all of them. Mm-hmm. And one of these organizations, Jane's due process um, made an Instagram post breaking down 15 specific funds you can donate to um, and kind of what their specific angle is. So I think that could also be good. Um, find one that, you really relate to that you're passionate about. Also, you know we're still in weird times. We're still in a pandemic. People are dealing with their own stuff. Um, a way you can support Texas if you can't give financially is to bombard the website that they have created, um, mm-hmm. basically for people to report anyone who has helped them get an abortion.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Remember, remember too. There's there is a ten thousand dollar bounty. Uh, for reporting anyone who is helping or getting an abortion. I just, and, 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 and there is no penalty if you're just randomly accusing people. You just yeah. don't get the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it's really a way to inflict pain and, and suffering.
1: Apparently, um, I don't know if this is the same website, but um, GoDaddy, the the website domain owner, I guess, uh, gave one of those websites if not the one uh 24 hours to move to a different yes that that is the the website and that's the same one um Um, i'm sure it'll pop up somewhere else but yeah you know oh yeah that's
2: um gen z uh via like a tiktok campaign has been bombarding this reporting system with shrek porn um (laughs) (laughs) there was someone else who made a uh this gen z kid who made a a script that basically floods the system with false reports to kind of overwhelm them and to try to take down the website, which nice love it. That's awesome. Um, Fill out a report. Say you saw Goody Proctor with the devil getting an abortion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, just, uh, I swear to God, the governor of of Texas must
3: watch Handmaid's Tale and just masturbate.
1: Like mm -hmm, there's just no other like um, it's just crazy this law related uh, and slight little I don't know I don't know how actionable this will end up being but apparently Lyft and Uber are going to pay so if a driver drives somebody to get an abortion they are potentially liable um, mm-hmm. for doing so and so Lyft and Uber are in theory going to be paying any legal fees incurred if driver if their drivers um, do get, you know, I get, I don't know, sued or or arrested. I don't know how far. Yeah, well, goes, because
0: but. it's it's a really ridiculous and cruel way around the law because abortion is nationally legal. What they did in Texas was and was reward people with a ten thousand dollar bounty if they would civilly sue someone who uh, got an abortion so basically it's an incentive to report your friends and neighbors and so theoretically an uber driver could be subject to lawsuit in a civil mm-hmm. case and right. the, and the person suing gets a ten thousand dollar reward for starting the sur- for starting the suit Ugh.
1: It's, Ugh. It, it's 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 incredible. so gross it, it's so gross. yeah texas get your shit together and i these know, are the we, same I know people we have listeners are, in texas mm-hmm. these
3: are the same people that are screaming my body my choice about masks yeah exactly
1: you know it's and and
3: we, we really
0: need to point out here you know this is not the majority of texans who who voted for mm. this who stand behind this this is the case of gerrymandering this is what happens when you carve up voting districts so that the minority rules this is not yeah. so there are people there are there are hundreds of thousands or millions of people trapped in texas under this regime and that's why at the beginning of the show i compared it to very much what what women are going through in 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 afghanistan there is there is an active campaign against women in texas and yeah. uh that's that's texas has been is.
3: taken over by the
2: al-qaeda
3: mm-hmm. you
1: know oh god okay well <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's gross.
2: it's a it's a bad situation do what you can to help send some shrek porn <laughs> um. send <it> <laughs> Everybody loves Shrek porn. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. Your Shrek porn can save America. That being said, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough (laughs) month. It's been a rough uh, summer. It's been a rough year. It's been a rough going on two years. Oh, Um, my God. And we were kind of just, I know, in our little group text kind of being like, okay, like, let's, let's try to do something lighter and... Which I kind of was like, I like. Let's kind of unpack where everyone is and how they're coping, because mm-hmm. it's. I mean, there's just this onslaught of terrible, and then also there was fucking this thing with like the CEO of Sweet Green oh saying God. basically,
1: we don't need oh, mask geez. mandates and vaccines. We need salads. Because so adding to the list of companies to stop supporting, it was Whole Foods and now Sweet Green as well.
0: Sweet greens is particularly Ugh. egregious, uh, just because again the CEO is he's saying like you know are not going to protect
3: us. He blames fat will. people for COVID. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm, yeah. He said we know he that. Basically we, said yeah yeah we have a pandemic because fat people can't fight off COVID. Basically
0: no and be, and <laughs> fat people are fat because they don't eat enough of our overpriced salads. Mm-hmm, it's really yeah, interesting. Right. It's really interesting that instead of making you know he could have said why don't we make healthy food more affordable. Right. Mm-hmm. What he said was <laughs> what he said was fat people eat junk food and they need to buy our fifteen dollar salads. Yep. You need to he, pony need up to if tax. you don't want to
1: die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to No, He literally said, what if we made junk food illegal? What if we added taxes to blow, to average yeah. like all of the. Like, classic, like, okay, these are all things mm-hmm. that are going to take down your competitors. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not. I can't imagine what other benefits, like, oh, but you're just an altruistic guy wanting to save people's lives, though, right? Like, that's yeah, what yeah. you're saying this for. Yeah.
0: Funny how he didn't propose so making f- salads free.
3: <laughs> so free <laughs> right. <and> sleazy. Or <laughs> right. or even imply that more, like, more people should sell salads in their f- facilities. Exactly. You know, maybe know. McDonald's all- should make a more tasty salad that's affordable.
1: No, uh, that would be. I, it's all, it's all. But so that that was kind of what Trevor was saying. It was just, yeah. just, there's just all kinds of, all flavors of bullshit going going through right now. And um, it would be nice to f- try, 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 try to focus on whatever positives we can, and maybe share some tips or techniques that any of us have come across that help kind of get you mentally through the sludge of terribleness um that we all seem to be having to deal with um i mean i have a I'm salad ha- related tip actually <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh i thought that
1: was it i thought you were just gonna say i have a salad <laughs> <laughs> no
2: um i don't know i have been eating more salads lately homemade salads not 17 dollars sweet green salads um you know just very i don't know simple salads um and it's nice, I like a big salad. What can I say? yeah, I' uh, just a big bowl of greens it's it keeps stuff moving it's bright <laughs> it's got some acid.
1: I think that's a a valuable like do, do it like there's there i think there's like two sides of the food spectrum for me there's like food that is like really enjoyable in the moment and then there's food that is really enjoyable sort of in the long run like for instance if i'm going to go play soccer later that day i try and f- focus on stuff that's going to make me feel physically good or mm-hmm. you know like last night we went out and we had amazing like cuban sandwiches and they were delicious and like i felt like i had to take a nap for three hours afterwards but <laughs> you know there's kind of two sides to that and i think what trevor is saying is is nice in that you know if you you know if you take some time to focus on stuff that's going to help you feel good physically. I think it makes everything else a little easier. Um, Yeah. And keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a complete dietary
3: overhaul all at once. No, 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 not at all. So for me, like, you know, I'm still making meals that I enjoy. I'm just making sure that like, you know, the, the vegetable content is higher than, you know, it was yesterday. You know, that, you know, I'm picking for me. I, for me, picking like chicken versus beef helps me stay
2: on the go a little bit uh, more. I had know?
1: such good fajitas the other day; <laughs> they're so good.
2: I I will say I also it's about balance because while I have been eating basically a giant salad every day, I also made rice krispie treats for the first time in a while this week. And oh, they, baby, no, no, no! Pretty you good. made
0: you made. You made brown butter Rice Krispie treats. Yes,
2: I did, that's the way to do it. <laughs> but I feel like the I was a little scared of burning the butter. So the butter could have been browner. True. But it's one of those yeah. things where it's just like it's so that turn from brown to like burnt is so quick. And I'm like, mm. it's very fast. I love that. It's,
0: this I love that this whole segment, you know, started as ah, what are we going to do to make ourselves feel better? And what we're talking about is what are we going to eat?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because f- food is. But life. that is
3: fundamental. <laughs> food is comfort sleep is comfort you know make Mm -hmm. sure that you know make sure that you have access to good sleep right if you're tossing and turning through the night you are not going to have a good day so actually paying attention to your sleep issues and addressing them is actually a very good way to address many things in your life all at once
1: you know what if my sleep issue is that I have to wake up like twice a night to pee
3: Uh, then stop drinking water two hours before bed (laughs)
1: i don't know or maybe go to the doctor but i get could dehydrated things <laughs> yeah no i i uh actually trevor, trevor is right in that regard i i do need to see a doctor but um <laughs> that was more of a joke than anything else um it does me, explain
3: the adult diapers i saw at your place though
1: <laughs> does it though <laughs> um you know they have so no, many uses no don adult. really no oh dear <laughs> no adult diapers yet um For me, the thing that I've been doing, which I've mentioned this before, and I want to sort of take it a step further. I I was getting really sort of overwhelmed with, um, I mean, I think the state of the world was an aspect of that, but just I'll have had a lot of work and a lot of hobbies kind of colliding and feeling like I just don't have enough time to do everything and like I'm getting behind on all the things. And so I've been slowly just trimming out the excess in my life and then I, I did that enough that I could then reset um, and and sort of just focus on what was really making me feel behind. I was behind at work, so I trimmed out a lot of stuff, got caught up at work, and now I'm slowly starting to kind of add things back that I really want. Um, so that has been really helpful, and one of the things I took out was social media. Um, sorry to anybody who's been potentially messaging me on uh, Instagram. I still get Facebook messages, Instagram I do not at the moment. Um, That has been helpful. I didn't realize how much time I was spending a solid hour in bed after I woke up in the morning, just like scrolling through all of the different feeds and stuff. And I was like, you know, having that extra hour a day, you wouldn't think it would make a difference, but it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I I have a lot of other things I get to focus on now. Difference
3: of an entire hour a day.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I would. Say it's that, a measurable difference. I would say it's
0: even more than that because it's not like you. St- you know, you don't scroll for an hour and then after an hour immediately engage with an activity that you need. To yeah, get done. that's
3: true. Right. right.
0: There is there right. is another half an hour of like, oh, now I need to transition from wasting time then, to yeah. wasting less time.
1: Well, and it's not just the time too. It's like, what if what I was reading happened to be a bunch of terrible bad news? Yeah. Which shock right. and surprise a lot of social media is right now <laughs> because things. Suck by and large, and so it yeah. just—it's also the mental strain of trying it's, to carry all that.
3: It's a smart move uh, because yeah. keep in mind a lot of uh, a lot of social media has algorithms that are keyed to keep you glued to your device. Yeah. So mm-hmm. often, what the way they do that is by feeding you negative stuff because you tend to respond more to that. You focus more on it. You spend more time looking at it. You interact with it more than positive stuff. So. I mean that is part of the formula for the success of social media. Is to it's just feed you awful stuff. It's the whole business you know? model of Fox News. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're not existing yeah. in a constant state of panic, you are not a productive member of society. Oh my god! Yeah. 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 What about you, Dan?
0: Yeah, for me, like you know, I, I started this episode talking about like being angry uh, because I think that's for me been like the dominant theme. For me, and what helps me with that, because you can only be you can only be angry for so long before you just feel like shit and nothing mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like because, but you know, the purpose of anger is to inspire action. So that's sometimes I just need to get out. I need to get out, whether it's taking a walk or going to the gym, hmm. or maybe I need, or maybe I need to you know go onto a website and you know donate some money or or say something. Um, but mm-hmm. but to take an action to get it out of my head. And mm-hmm. like I said, it, it could just be a taking a walk. That's that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. But but to do yeah. something rather than to stew in it. That's some really yeah. Yeah. good
1: advice. I find that really helpful. That's for me. The number one most helpful thing that I do is play soccer. And that, you know, I've had this issue where um, all of the pickup games have been scheduled on weekends. Like they've been st- stacked on, you know, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, and I can't usually play too many games in a row because I get really tired and sore and I might injure myself. And so I've only been able to get one game in a week when I really need two, like split half week. Um, and so recently I've been able to do that again and get like two games a weekend and it's just been amazing. Mm-hmm. It clears my head. And I think the really, the way that I kind of was able to hone in on, on sort of simplifying life so I could kind of get, go into recovery mode was like, what do I do that, um refreshes me and what do I do that takes away from my energy. It's just that basic energy in, energy out. And you know, obviously work is energy out. Soccer for me, even though it's physically demanding, actually refreshes me. Yeah, I can um that. and mm-hmm. similarly that's also why that's why it came up that we are looking to hire an editor for this show. Um is that I love recording the show and that's not gonna stop. But the the work involved of of doing the editing even though it's you know comparatively speaking a small amount of work, just mentally it was taking up just enough space in my head that I, I it's it's actually necessary for me to be able to like give that to someone else and not have to take that on. Um, and that was one of those self care things. Yeah. yeah.
3: And speaking of uh, enjoying making the podcast, venting, right? <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here is is kind of a way of sublimating things, right? Venting, talking to people about the things that are bothering you, but I would caution you to talk to a variety of people about the things that are bothering you. That is true. It is not one person's job to be your anal. Your anal. Your your anal. Your analyst. You know. <laughs> it's not one person's job to receive all of your dumping. Mm. Um it well, still sounds weird. Well, yeah. could I also add
0: I also add that a lot of people use Facebook or Instagram or Twitter for that
3: and it's not the same. It's not Mm-mm. the same as connecting it's with a human being. It's not the same. And and another human being will hear you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, someone else reading it on Facebook, you're you're throwing it out into the other. and I feel like it's part of it's part of a formula for some relief. But it's not going to be a complete deal. You know, we need to connect with another person.
0: Yes. And I would also submit that putting it out into social media is really just a shortcut to courting an argument. Yes. Yeah. It will really turn into that. I mean, even if you have six people who agree with you, you're going to blow right past that and get to the seventh person who says, yeah, but what about? And you're like, then you're off to the races again.
3: Yep. Mm hmm. And I feel like I know I've known a lot of bigger guys that have sort of pleaser type personalities that they want to comfort people around them. They want to be the support for other people. Mm -hmm. You you are not being a burden when you call on someone else for assistance, right? Mm -hmm. This is common health that you need to do for yourself and no one's going to judge you for it. You are not going to be thought of as weak for doing it. Uh, That's something I've seen a lot of people that stopped them. From very healthy venting and interactions with other human beings for feel of putting their stuff on other people. that's part of human that's part of the human experience
1: right I yes, and I would even go so far as to say that if you have a sense that somebody's going through something uh, and they haven't talked about it, reach out to them yep. and specifically, you know the whole like, hey, how are you doing like that's fine, but nobody, almost nobody answers that question honestly in the first try. Mm -hmm. And so I think really it's more about, Hey, it seems like maybe something's going on with you. I just want to let you know, like you can talk to me about it, whatever you don't have to, the door is open for that. And we can talk right now if you want. And like really specifically giving them permission to talk about the thing that's on their mind Mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, sometimes people just need permission. They just need mm-hmm. to know that this is not going to get shut down if they try and open the door on their own.
0: And, yep. and I think the other side of that, too, is you don't you don't have to be there for someone's venting either. a uh, yes. yes. Consensual act. So I you mean, are not obligated. To say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another way to say that is, you know, you you say to your friend, like, I am so upset. Do you mind if I just vent? I don't even need you to talk to me about it. Just can I just say words and you'll listen and Mm -hmm. (laughs) not.
3: And, you know, most people are are very happy to do that. And what Dan just said about um, making it clear what you need from the conversation. I don't need Mm -hmm. you to respond. I just need to say this out loud. Right. (laughs) That is completely that's completely OK. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if someone says that to you, that's not because they're saying, I don't want your opinion. They are talking to you because they value you. Right. But sometimes people just need to get shit out. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And and remember that, you know, a lot of a lot of people and especially a lot of men will go into problem solving mode unless you disable it. Yes.
3: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You you need the shortcut. You know, it's left, left, right, right. X, (laughs) X. Please don't talk.
1: That's that's it. You know, maybe. Well, like
0: um, a, a really good habit that to get into is if you're listening to just ask, are yeah. you looking for are you looking for
3: support or advice? Are You looking for listening
0: or yeah. advice? Mm-hmm. You
3: know, and then they'll tell you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. And uh, something I like to do this is this is just this is a me thing. Um, I like to just send little like pokes via text to people, like hug, you know, or how are you doing, you know, or just hugs you were on my brain this morning and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily an invitation to talk but it's a notification that you are on someone else's mind like you are not in the world alone in the world i am thinking about you and sending you nice energy and it 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 can also be a an opportunity for someone to respond to you and start a conversation if they want to mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know just for me sending just a a hug via text it, it's an invitation but not a mandatory you know, conversation starter. Well, well that's the thing, because
0: sometimes I get scared, like, you know, I think way back in the early days of the podcast, we talked about how uh, maybe you and I and and, and Michael and I are, are on very different sides of this. And I, I feel bad about ignoring that. What I'd like to do is completely ignore it. And mm, but I fine. feel like, <laughs> but but I feel like if I ignore it, then I'm then I'm being somehow disrespectful or dismissive or like I'm obligated to respond now.
2: I don't is think that that, I think that's kind of the pandemic. I feel like I feel like it's been it could go either way before. I feel like the pandemic is like I don't expect people to respond to stuff just because it's like there's. Yep. Uh, there's a lot going on where it's yep. it's
3: weird times. Yeah. It's, I have no expectation of a response when I do that. OK. You that's know?
0: very good for me to know because I
3: almost <laughs> feel like God <laughs> damn it. I got to
0: respond. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> if it ends with a question mark, I expect a response. If there is no question mark, I do not expect a response in the next week, next month. You know, Mm. it's fine. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Something that I, so I mentioned making Rice Krispie treats earlier. And that was just kind of like a, I hit a wall, like everything was terrible. I hit a wall with like stuff I was working on. I'm like, I want something measurable that I can start and complete. So I will have completed something today. Mm hmm. And I kind of did the same thing the other day with um, going through. I mean, they're not junk drawers, but they became junk drawers. I (laughs) organized several several drawers. I don't know anybody
0: anybody who moves into a house and goes, okay, this is going to be the junk drawer.
1: So I read something. uh, I'm probably going to get all the languaging wrong here, but there was a (laughs) a, a sort of a cognitive study done around um, basically the idea that stuff in your life that is left undone, whether it's something tiny, like picking up a sock off the floor or something larger, like getting a work project done, the more of those things that there are, it, it has this sort of greater than the sum of its parts, like cumulative effect on your ability to just self motivate. Like if, if for instance, your room is messy, um, you know, whatever, it's just your room. You're going to work in your room and we all work from home. Well, that's not true, but a lot of us still work from home Mm -hmm. and, uh, there is it's worth pointing out that taking care of the small but seemingly insurmountable tasks in your life can have a huge impact on your ability to just think clearly and feel good i can testify
3: to that i have a closet in my bedroom that's very large and pretty much all of my clothes ended up there and about half like the left side of the closet eventually was filled with clothes that either didn't fit anymore i didn't like anymore or i wasn't touching and i did a purge midway through the pandemic last year i mean i mean i purged i got rid of so much mm-hmm. stuff there was multiple trips down to the dumpster and holy crap mm-hmm. even though like this is a closet it is something that is closed i don't see inside of it mm-hmm. knowing that i could mm-hmm. easily put away shirts again it it's so much weight off my mind like i felt mm-hmm. so much so cleansed by that that experience
0: yeah. It frees you I up. Do. It really does. It um, does. Can I mention something that it's, this has become so super important to me. It's, it's ridiculous. So like yeah. a lot of people, yeah. you know, your, your mind gets cluttered with all this stuff or you have this, or sometimes it's, it's something that's nagging and recurring. Like you've got this huge project at work or you're this upset with your, with your significant other or family member. And you just, you just want to change the channel in your brain, but it won't change or it won't stay changed. I found something really useful for me is some sort of activity in my case it's sudoku crosswords or solitaire and when I go into those that's what I'm mentally focused on and it's like cuz you can't you can't tell yourself to not think about something right I can't say don't think of pink elephants because now that's all you're going to think of <laughs> see stop it stop it <laughs> but if i focus on something like and it, it, it just something that that is not related to anything right because you know the the cleaning off the closet might trigger other things that the closet is attached to right but i you know for me sudoku it's not attached to anything so if i do sudoku That's where my mind is. And it's like this little speed, this little, this little island of freedom of mental space where I can just get free of shit.
3: And it's like, I can breathe. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. What Dan has discovered is the joy of gaming.
0: Yes. I was
1: just (laughs) going to say to that end, like what I've been, my sort of major stressor lately is I've been really behind on work. And so I've been working basically every day, like over the weekends. And I realized I was just feeling worse and worse and worse And I realized even though I'm behind and I do need to put in extra hours, I actually also really need to keep the weekend for me. And in this case, I was just like, I haven't played games. I haven't just sat down and played a video game in months and months. And if I just do that over the weekend, coming back into the week, even though I haven't, you know, caught up in quotes or I haven't spent that extra time, it's mentally so refreshing that I can sit down and like do my work better. Um, and that was just my mode because I, I ostensibly still work as a, like a contract freelancer. And so my hours are my own. I, I work whenever I want to. Um, and coming up with that structure that most other people have already, is just a good reminder to take time that is specifically set aside to do something totally for you. It doesn't have to be productive. It doesn't have to create anything new. You can just play a game.
0: Well, what I think I found surprising and magical about it was, I mean, I don't play video games, so I, I, I can't speak to that. But I'm pretty sure you you often need a console and you go into a particular room to play a video game, which is great. But what I found so freeing about this is all the games I was talking about are like on my phone. And of course, my phone is always on mm-hmm. me. So like I can I can experience this freedom. I, in in the middle, walking down the street, I can experience it. When I'm in the at the toilet, I can experience it. If I'm paused in the kitchen for a moment, like I can instantaneously escape.
3: Dan, um, that is that is called mobile gaming. That is the most sure, popular okay, type of video. <laughs> that is the most popular type of video gaming around in the, in the world today.
0: Well, you know, then it's, I got to recommend this game yep, I call that that, that that I found called Solitaire. It's amazing.
3: There you go. <laughs> It's that was just as a side note when I was designing video games. I was designing video games for people who would never if you called it a video game, they would never touch it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh do we have a tip today?
2: Um, make some brown butter rice crispy treats. I think that was a whole bunch of tips. (laughs) A whole bunch of tips. (laughs) Whole bunch of tips. That was a whole stick of tips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well um, if you, if I, my, my tip for browning butter is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, smell it. Just keep your nose very, not in the pan, but just keep your nose close to the, to the fumes and, and you will get a sense very quickly of when it's turning into that sort of nutty, richer, mm-hmm. deeper it's, flavor. It was
2: there, but I wanted to, I, I see, I follow so many different like chefs and stuff and they just get it. So it's like just, they get it just at the yeah. edge where it's like that dark nutty brown and mine was definitely brown and nutty. But, you know, should Mm. I keep going? Should I stop? want a
1: little bit more. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) All right. We do have a bit today. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Inspired by Honey Boo
3: Boo, I decided to go back and go over some people who had terrible scandals in their life that they came back from. They survived. Mm. And while I went out of my way to find, you know, people that, you know, did, did so in a respectable way and were glad to see the recovery, not all of them are necessarily rebounds that we're overjoyed about. But here we go. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off hints about the person, the the scandal, and you need to guess who the celebrity is that I'm I am, I am uh, hinting at. All right. Okay. okay. Hint for Here's the first one. Hint number one. Penthouse magazine. Okay. Hint number two. Lesbianism. Lesbianism. Uh, Hint number three. Miss America.
1: Oh fuck! Oh, uh, um, I I got it. I know. I know. Dan
3: has buzzed in. Yes. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams is yes. correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So, for those of you who don't remember, back in the '90s, uh, Vanessa Williams was crowned Miss America, and shortly thereafter, a uh, pictorial spread she did with another woman uh, was printed in pen- Penthouse magazine. Um, it was not graphic sex it was very sort of softcore porn and, po- and poising, but it did get her uh, it did get her crown taken back oh, and no. sent her entire career into a mm-hmm. tailspin uh from which she not only reemerged as a popular singer but then launched a very popular acting career mm-hmm. so ugly you know, she went on to star in ugly betty desperate housewives you know so little snafu uh, turned into a, a massive career for her later on
2: all right. So uh, she was also the queen tight. of trash in the Elmo movie. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Did
3: not know that. All right. Scandal number two a sex worker, a blowjob, a, uh, a, a car. <laughs> yes, Trevor got it with Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, um, ding, 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 ding. Hugh Grant was uh, caught getting uh, having a little fun with a, uh, a sex worker on a street corner shortly after his first movie was shortly before his first major movie in the U.S. was supposed to be released. But his reaction to it of just sort of saying, "Yep, that was me. That was stupid. Nope, that was yeah, mea culpa," and owning up to what he did and just you know not trying to deny it or cover for it, yeah, became the new way to deal with scandals. He was sort of the first person not to apologize, you know, not to uh, try and brush it off onto someone else,
1: you know, and cover it up. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh,
3: scandal number three: sexual discrimination, racial
1: discrimination, hmm. the N word. Oh, um, um, uh, Michael. Uh, Richard. I'm forgetting his name. Michael Richards? Nope, but That's not it? Not is it? yet.
3: Uh, Food Network. Paula Deen. Paula Deen is correct. Mm. Um, although Paula Deen, you know, her she fell apart when uh, it came out that she used the N-word more than once, and she was sort of toying with the idea of having a, slavery planta- a slavery-themed plantation wedding for her brother, uh, with, uh, you know, black waiters and ties and everything. Um it it did put a bit big dent in her food career uh it like got her food network show canceled and everything however afterwards she has appeared on dancing with the stars she's opened at least four new restaurants and published one new best selling book so
1: she did bounce back from that one yeah, yeah. Right. did she ever did, i mean did she ever say like i was wrong no um, she basically was
3: one of those people that said like this is just the world that we you know I grew up in and like this is me I, this is you this know, is the
0: Confederacy. She, Why can't you get over that?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it was a very Republican <laughs> apology of like, I'm sorry yeah. if, what, if, you were insult, if you were hurt by what was said. Yeah. You know? and, okay. it, and it's very much that uh, thing of
0: like, those four years are our whole heritage, you know, the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. You
3: know. Yeah. Right. Right. All right, right, right. Final scandal. Ready? DUI, Maryland, 2004. Six months ban from competing in 2009 for pot use. DUI in Maryland, 2014. On the 10-year anniversary, suspended six months from competing. Multiple Olympic gold medals in 2004, 2008, My- Michael 2012, Phelps? 2016. Yes,
1: Michael Phelps. Fe- oh, I didn't know he went back that far.
3: Yep, Michael Phelps's first Olympic uh, competition was 2000. That is the only one he didn't medal really? in. Really? He was 15 years old. Whoa! He Holy had his first shit. DUI in 2004. Uh, just before he won his first batch of medals in the 2004 Olympics, he got caught uh, using pot uh, in 2009, so he got a six-month ban from competing. And then he had another DUI in Maryland in 2014.
0: Well, and you know, and now he's one of the um, most uh, foremost speakers for mental health and dealing yeah. with your shit. And I just that's that's really great.
3: When Simone Biles mm-hmm. stepped back uh, in the most recent Olympics, he was one of the people who came forward in her defense and. Mm-hmm. He understands this stuff, you know, and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I'm I'm glad he was able to bounce back from all this. I, I hope he can keep the DUIs down, but, uh, you know, he's one of those people that I'm, I'm, the pot use thing is still crazy to me that uh, Olympic
1: athletes can get disqualified for that. Yeah, that's just yeah. stupid. It's it mostly because like, okay, if it's illegal somewhere, that's, you know, dumb, yeah. but it's a, actually illegal, if but like, sprint, it's not like... It's not like you're doping like that's yeah. going to give you an advantage. If but you win is, a sprinting anything. competition <laughs> while on
3: pot, God bless. Like, yeah, damn. Like you
1: were at a disadvantage, of anything. Yeah.
3: So, dear listeners. Have you been in a scandal that you ju- that you bounced back from in an <laughs> admirable
1: way? Maybe you're still looking to bounce back and want to do so on our show. Please <laughs> yeah. send us a message.
3: That's right, because we have a trap. Where lane. could they do that, Trevor?
2: We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there, Apple Podcasts, Pod Chaser too. Mm-hmm. See the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Yay. That's the things, that's all the things Maybe you're browning yeah, in some butter Um <laughs> And you, you're watching it really close it's getting <laughs> it the that perfect Shade of <laughs> that Caramelly brown and then it's It's us, we're in there <gasps> we're, Whoa! It's honey I shrink the kids and we're We're screaming <laughs> it's, we're, we're browning in the butter so uh, Watch out Watch
1: out <laughs> So wait a second, does that mean if we're in the ground butter, does that mean that we will then taste like... Yeah. yeah. We yeah. That. <laughs> so we're like so the marshmallows you can put inside crispy Rice Krispie Treats. Saute, so good.